In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and perhaps the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me is not Mr. Richard Felix. Unfortunately, he had a medical emergency, so he will not be with me, but uh, he is in my prayers, and hopefully everything will be fine. But I have some a great co-host. Uh, she actually survived uh, Gettysburg with me, and that would be Laura Worcester. Hi, Ron. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good, good. Yeah, thoughts and prayers going out all the way across the pond. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, Laura is actually a photographer, and she has her own radio show, which is called... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, walking, the path. <laughs> walking the path with Don and Laura. <laughs> walking the path with Don and Laura, yeah. and um, it's on Monday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Where? Uh, you can get the connection through donandlaura.com. Oh, that's original. <laughs> so anyway, you know what? I have a surprise for you. You do. Yeah, should I, I be nervous? <laughs> uh, could be. Uh, actually, um, Eric, if it's ready, uh, I'll I'll play that right now. Group is right. <laughs> okay. I'm sure it's getting close. It's one of these buttons, I'm sure. It's one of these buttons, I'm sure. It's a mystery. <laughs> Laura, what are you doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, it's got to be you, right? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Okay, while you straighten that out, why don't we bring on our cast? <laughs> and let me know when stacks when we are ready to go. So, Dorothy, are you there? With us now is Dorothy... And Noah Morganenstein, and uh, she is... <laughs> wow. May I say it correctly for her, please? Oh, yes, oh right. please do. Dorothy Anona Morgan. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> Isn't that what I said? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Morganstein. No, no one's ever put the Stein on the end of it, but, you know, hey. <laughs> hey, today is 
almost St. Patrick's Day, so we're all Jewish. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> anyways, uh, <laughs> anyways, Dorothy is actually an astrologer, which is one of those, not like an astronomer, it is a astrologer who uh, reads the stars and doesn't look at them. Yes. But I do look at them. I do like them. I mean, you know, when, when there's a morning star or an evening star, it's usually a planet, one of the planets. And just so I used to have a telescope, but you know what? There's a big one, too. They're so confusing that all I could look at was the moon, so I gave it away. <laughs> oh, yeah, shame on me. I, I can't get that side of it. I just, you know, I'll save that for another lifetime. <laughs> Whatever. But anything. <laughs> So, I mean, how does one become an astrologer? I mean, it's not like something you woke up. It's not like you're a psychic. You know, you, you always saw ghosts all your life. You always heard things, but you didn't. Well, I suppose you always seen stars all your life. So I, yeah, I guess that would true. be kind of. Yeah, well. yeah. Well, you know what? One day um, I used to, I grew up in, in New Hampshire on the seacoast in Portsmouth. My folks owned a flower shop. I moved away. Married the military, came back after that was done, and um, one of the women that was working at my folks' flower shop was had just started her astrology study. She ran into somebody, and it was just absolutely fascinating. And I mean, you can look at somebody's chart and, and see if they're going to be uh, interested in anything that's metaphysical. And certain placements, actually, in your natal chart will will show that you will have an interest in astrology because it's scientific. It's always cutting edge, even though it's thousands of years old, and um, it just it just feeds into. It's part of my chart. It's part of my makeup. And you know, I know you're not a fan of past lives, but at least you aren't, Ron. Which is amazing for a Pisces not to be. But that's the story. <laughs> um, but it just it just fascinated me. And I mean, from the first sentence, you know, I mean, as soon as I met her, her name is Kim Rogers Gallagher, and she's internationally known at this point and has a couple of books out herself. But, um, you know, I met her in her first year, and she immediately started teaching classes because she grasped it so well, and I started taking classes from her. And, you know, I mean, I took a break when my kids were really young, and I couldn't focus on it, but here I am back to it again, and it's just, it, yeah, I love it because I have an analytical mind. So besides oh, really? all the... Yeah, I'm smart. <laughs> you want to figure things out. The analytical mind wants to figure things out, and that's part of the astrology, you know, makeup in somebody's um, in somebody's birth chart as well. You want to figure things out. I love figuring things out. I love when somebody gives me a question, and I can sit there and study their chart for two hours and see what's going on, tell them how they can work with it. It's, oh, I just love it. Um, I'm not a good one to be at the movies with because I'll always be figuring it out and whispering in your ear ahead of time. <laughs> oh, I love whispering in my ear. <laughs> uh, Anyways, that's, that's we have our surprise it. ready, so we have to hold you up right there, Dorothy. Okay. So, uh, Eric, let's try it now. Twelve messages. Message one. How you doing? Uh, again, this is Kevin. Got here about uh, 2004. I'm still having problems with the ghost. He's uh, he's starting to get hostile. Um, yesterday I came in the house and my cat was slashed across the belly, and I had to take him to the vet. I think it was the, from the bayonet of the soldier. 
I know he's a ghost, but he seems like he's trying to do his harm. Right now he's sitting on a sofa looking at me. A cold stare. He's going to the kitchen right now. I hope somebody will do something about this. I've called two times before and nobody seems to be returning my call. He's been on the porch, in the bathroom, in the living room, in the basement, in my car, out the shed, in the yard, in the driveway, in other people's driveways, the closet, in my closet, my coat rack. He's been everywhere. Once again, it's I've called two weeks prior. He's not talking yet, but he's staring me down. He seems like he wants to do some harm. I don't know if it's normal for a ghost to wave at you. Okay. That was an actual a uh, an actual uh, message left on the ghost of Gettysburg. That's Mike Nesbitt's ghost of Gettysburg uh, answering machine, and we actually have a whole series of these that we started playing on our Ghost Chronicles live on Wednesday nights. And so we're going to catch up with you guys uh, today. That was the first one that we received. Uh, a little later in the show, we're going to play the second one. So that's uh, an actual. Real life message for help from beyond. So, wow. so what do you think, girls? Wow. Well, ghosts can wave, right? I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. If they bay in there as a cat, why would they want to wave at you? Wave at you? Oh, but hey, that's just me. <laughs> wow. It, it gets wow. more interesting. But anyway, I, that's the darker side. But I didn't really want to get into that too much. But uh, we have. Anyways, we've walked that line. That's tantalizing. That is... <laughs> well, oh, boy. you'll be tantalized a little bit later. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, uh, Dorothy, we were talking about you. Uh, you are an astrologer, and you were whispering in my ear or something. I forget what it was. But, I was. Uh, I, yeah, I was I, just saying how I just love to figure stuff out. That's why, and you know, I'm, you know, intuitive and spiritual as well. And it just it all fits together because astrology really is um, it's very practical practical information and you don't have to understand how it works yourself but it's scientific it's math it's all of those things mm-hmm. and um i'll leave this right into a segue and give myself a little plug i am starting to teach um some classes in manchester new hampshire and really? one of them one of them starts it's a study group starts uh this coming sunday at the wellness body therapy center on mammoth road in manchester and it's on my website in my class uh on the class page people can check that out and so what's your website her, my website is, that's right, naturalrightscharms.com. Or you can just do Dorothy Morgan Astrologer, and you'll find me all over the place in Google, So, which is cool. And I'm going to teach a beginner class there as well um, at the end of March, so a very beginner class. So if people have some knowledge, you know, the class Sunday, 
coming up Sunday might work for them. And if they feel like they're just too much of a beginner, I'm going to do a nice, long, intense beginner course um, starting at the end of March at her location as well. And I teach new moon classes as well. They start March 17th at Circles of Wisdom down in Andover and also at this same location in Manchester. So it's all on my website on the class page. And um, it's more than your sun sign. So as soon as you start realizing that astrology is more than just a little newspaper horoscope, um, mm-hmm. it's very intricate and very complex. But the more you learn about it, the more fascinated you'll be by it. So take some beginner courses, and, and uh, you know, it's not a huge investment at all. And you'll be able to uh, understand it a little bit more. This helps you through life. Outstanding. I should take one of those, I think, because I would probably be a great astrologer. I think you would do good, but we want to know what time you were born. So somebody needs to channel, find out what time Ron was born. Mm. Today, today, I believe, is actually Richard Felix's birthday as well. Yes, that's what somebody says on the chat room. I noticed that, too. So, I mean, being on the cusp, I would think that would be not good. Well, no, I think if he's not feeling well today, and today's his birthday, then that's then he needs to do some healing. And we've got Jupiter and Pisces for the rest of the whole year, and that's perfect for him to heal. So if he's seriously sick you know, not just a sprained ankle or something. He's, he's going to heal quickly. So as long as he, you know, faces that fact that he just needs to heal, he's in a recovery time period. So even though he's not going to be able to hear this today, um, somebody can pass that on to him. He is in a healing time period right now, especially being a Pisces. All of us are. It's where we expand, where we can heal faster, things like that. So this, uh, Well, actually, Jupiter. you see, it's not really Richard that, that's been ill. It's his wife, so. Okay. So let's just get all that. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Okay. So, I mean, have you done any uh, looking at the uh, stars and see what's coming up for us in the uh, the forthcoming month? Yes. We have yeah. a full moon. We do have a full moon coming up on Sunday as well. Aren't there full and moons every month? We have what? Aren't there full moons in every month? Yes. <laughs> of course there is. Well, I was just getting ready when you called earlier today. I was getting ready, and I'm doing some um, writing on Mars and Leo. And if people want to hear more about that, um, I'm going to actually, if they want to read about that, I'm going to write about that for your newsletter. So I don't want to talk about that today, but it's fascinating, and people will love it. And I also um, will talk about it on Laura's show on Monday. Right. Laura, Laura you uh, now have an owner or what's her name, Dorothy on. Uh, by the way, if anybody wants to sign up for that newsletter, they can go to the Any Ghost Project website, which is any, like New England, ghostproject.com, and you can sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get Dorothy's whatever she's doing. So that would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so with this uh, full moon coming up on Sunday, the 28th, the full moon is in Virgo. And what we're looking at is we're looking at um, trying to balance what we're doing in our everyday lives with what we want to do that's spiritual and how we're trying to express that and, you know, figuring out the details around it. Does that make okay. sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense to me. It does? <laughs> yeah. It does. <laughs> and when the, and when, the, when the full moon is in Virgo, things that we, we focus on, things that we need to, well, just really focus on mainly is like our physical health, you know, our diet, our exercise, 
you know, this time of year, especially in New England anyways, not everybody gets a lot of exercise because I'm not a skier, so I don't. But we're also looking at our everyday routines and becoming more efficient and more organized. And so this is what the, uh, the full moon in Virgo wants us to focus on. How can we get a little more organized? Where have we let things slide through the winter? Again, gaining weight is something that's pretty typical. Um, it might all of a sudden be apparent. <laughs> <laughs> no, not here. <laughs> not me either. I'm eating less, and that's the keep kept me this winter from gaining any winter weight. But you know, we always <laughs> yeah. pounds of weight. It, once, once spring gets here, we always we always ten pounds, and it's it's the heavy wool clothing that we get rid of, and we all look slimmer. So it's wonderful when April is around because we all look thinner. Yeah, I, I always blame it on the winter sweaters. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> well, you're just a skinny man. I can't imagine you'd gain any weight anyways. Actually, I was getting to be a little poorer. Oh, yeah? But we won't go into that. I love book writing. Uh, I was going to yeah. say that. It's all that sitting down and, and, and you know, writing. Cause, uh-huh. I mean, get carpal tunnel or tennis elbow from writing so much. Right. What the girls are talking about is that Maureen and I have just finished another book, which is 365 Ghost Stories from Around the World, which is kind of cool. There's a lot of neat stories in it that I didn't know about until I did the research on them. And all the stories are, are related to the particular date. For instance, January 29th uh, has something to do with a particular story that's on that day. So it's kind of a unique book. It's never, there's never, there's not a single one like it out there in the market today. So it's, we're really excited about it. It was a lot of fun to do. So, and oh, of course okay. I was right in the right house to do that because, you know, Mercury was in retro and, you know, no, actually I, Mercury was out of retro by then. It was, it was. Yeah. And now actually with Jupiter and Pisces, I mean, Pisces, um, it's Jupiter Pisces energy. Again, we're having all year, but it really will focus on, you know, um, spirituality. We must, we could get even more absolute scientific proof, whether you guys come up with some new equipment or not, whatever it is, but there's going to be more solid proof that ghosts and spirits do exist. Oh, you know, it, it, you know and even, even extraterrestrial, that information may become available to us all now. And even... Um, New discoveries in the ocean. I've talked about this before in other shows, but new discoveries in the ocean because Pisces rules water. So all of these three different things are, are, are expanding now. Our knowledge of them is expanding now. And we're going to be able to, you know, the fog is going to, the veil of the fog is going to be lifted somewhat. So we're able to, you know, in the mundane world, see these things for real. So this is great for your book because it's, it's a, you couldn't, you couldn't time, well, you can time it right, especially if you call an astrologer, but you guys, it, it was timed perfectly that this book is going to do even better than the first one did. Ooh, congratulations, Ron. Yeah, so she says. <laughs> you, can <laughs> tell me, you can tell me I'm wrong or if I'm right later. <laughs> I, I will, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> yes, you will, and I don't mind if you tell me in, on public forum. I'd like to know. It's, it's always good to know. <laughs> The, the, the interesting thing about that is, oh, oh, wait a minute, we just got an email from, I mean, a message in the chat room, and Leslie says that I was born at 3.23 in the morning. Right. Really. The date is March, right? March what? March 12th. What I, year? I don't believe that. I, I really don't believe that. Tell me the year. Ha! 
Come have to know what year you were born. Vanity, thy name is woman. <laughs> Just Let's type see. it into the chat room. Type the year in the chat room and not as millions of people who were born. No, it's, it's, ni- it's 1949. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? One thing I am not is vain. Obnoxious, uh, maybe, but fame, never. I swear, I mean, I did, I've done a couple affairs like Laura over the last few weekends, and I'm telling you, some women, I mean, all women, is, I didn't get any men for readings, so I got all women, and they give me their birth dates, and I'm like, I need the year. <laughs> I promise <laughs> I won't tell anybody. <laughs> I promise you won't share it, right? <laughs> I know, it's pretty funny. People should be proud of their birthday. <laughs> yeah, just the date, not anything else. But, but yeah, what we're looking at again with this with this full moon is if we're having some eating issues, you know, eating too much, if we've gained too much weight over the winter, um, if we've become a little bit disorganized, what we want to do um, for the next two weeks, you know, starting on the twenty eighth, is just to focus on you know trying to become more organized, getting rid of that foggy brain, and just really um, just getting down to what we need to accomplish over the next few weeks until the moon is new again. And there'll be a new moon in Pisces. So New moon, and that means love is in the air. Yes, absolutely, especially with it in Pisces. That's very romantic energy as well. Absolutely. Yes, it is. is so, there, anyway, uh, speaking of reincarnation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, well, why don't we start with you? Uh, do you believe in reincarnation? Yes. That's it? Yes. you got to explain <laughs> I why. I mean, you just can't say yes. Well, why? I do. I do because um, I think there's too much evidence that um, that we can't deny that it actually does exist. I mean, if you read any of Brian Weiss's books, um, you probably haven't, but I think, I'm sure Dorothy has. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just, I, I believe what he writes, and um, I think the evidence is overwhelming. And I find that true as well, because when you look mm-hmm. at Chiron in somebody's chart and the north and the south nodes, I mean, all, all of them speak to what is the easiest for you, mm-hmm. what you're trying to accomplish, and the easiest stuff is things you already know. How do you know these things? I mean, you you just, it's an intuitive knowingness, and to me, that is, you know, in previous lifetimes, you've done this energy many times, and so now and, you're trying to learn the opposite energy. And, right? Mm-hmm. And it keeps coming up again and again until you learn to do nope. it. Nope. nope. Why do you say that? I don't believe in reincarnation. People say, oh, you have all these memories and everything else, but it isn't. It's really just you're tapping into the psychic consciousness of the, the spirit world. That's all it is. And that's true because we're all one anyway. So. Right. Yeah. That's very true. So you can call it past lives, but, you know, time is irrelevant because as every, well, not everybody, but there's only now, so time is irrelevant. So there really is no timeline. So, yes, we are tapping into the energy of everything. That's why you'll find five, six, a dozen people who say they've been Joan of Arc, because we are tapping into that energy. So you can you can argue and say, I've had specific line of lifetimes, or you could argue the fact that we're all one, and everybody who has ever lived or ever will live, we can tap into all that energy. So, you know, it's um, whatever you want to believe. So, to me, I feel it's the same. But people are comfortable with the word past life. Some people, not you, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I mean, everybody has their beliefs, and when we, 
when we all die, then we'll know the truth. But until we then, I, I guess we we'll... <laughs> talk to one of your talk to one of your conversational ghosts, Ron, and see. <laughs> well, let, let, let's talk about that, okay? okay? You know, just because you talk to a spirit doesn't mean he's going to tell you the truth. Oh, yeah. You realize that, don't you? There's no. no there's no law of karma that spirits only speak the truth. Oh, I've been naive. I never thought of that. That's so true. I mean, because if they, they're just people without bodies, right? And if they were liars in the lifetime, then they're going to lie over there, too. That's right. Wow. Hmm. Unless, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. If it's an earthbound energy, they're more likely to to have those human qualities or if mm-hmm. they have crossed over and are communicating, say, through a medium or somebody like that, um, would they be more truthful? I would I would think, let's put it this way, if they, if they were of the heavenly realm, then they would tell the truth. Right. Okay, versus a, a earthbound, earthbound spirit. Right. But, uh, but then what is, well, it, are, is it going to be a found spirit? spirit? <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> over you. <laughs> so we're all spirits. So there's earthbound spirits and then there's spirits. Mm-hmm. Are those different in your book, Ron? Uh, what was that? So there's earthbound spirits and then there's spirits that are like heavenly, you call them. Mm-hmm. Well, are those two different energies? That's That's two of many. Of many, okay. Right. Because you can have, uh, I believe in documentaries too, so you, you can have uh, not, uh, of course, uh, heavenly spirits, but uh, not earthbound spirits, but spirits of another realm. Right. If you, you, have you don't have believe in hell, it's, it's another realm, a, a, mm-hmm. a lower... Um, a lower vibration. Vibration or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because you have to have the dark energy to know what the light energy means. So, I mean, they're both useful. Even though one tends to be more annoying than the other. <laughs> Excuse me. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Because huh? one one's more, but one you know we need both, but one's more annoying than the other. <laughs> I feel like Maureen and Ron. <laughs> but no, that's true. I mean, in in Kent, well, not well. That part wasn't true. Maybe it may be true too. Anyways. But, I mean, as a psychic or a medium, can you tell when the spirit is lying? No, I'm not a medium. Well, I, I don't Laura? claim to be one. Laura? I don't know. I really don't. I know there's people who can see earthbound spirits, and there are people who can contact spirits who have passed over, have crossed right. over, and um, they can... I, I really don't know. Hmm. I, the interesting thing, for instance, we have a good friend... Uh, uh, Laura and I, uh, Elizabeth Foley, I think you know it too, Dorothy, right? I do. I've taken classes from her. Right. Now, um, she does a lot of, with the the higher energies, if you want to call it that. Um, Angels, Ascended Masters. Right, mm-hmm. and all that, all that cool stuff. Yeah. But how does she know uh, that she's really dealing with those spirits? I wonder if it's just a, fe- it's just a feeling. You just have to trust that. So I mean, that's really what it is, right? Yeah. I think. I think it's experience, too, probably. Like, yeah. you know, you just start to recognize certain energies and how they feel. 
Well, anyways, we have to take a break right now, ladies. So uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick. She is Laura Worcester, and she is Dorothy Morgenstein. And we'll be right back after the (laughs) following messages on TojiNet and beyond. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Para X family. Hi, everybody. This is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station? Why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear these latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. We are back. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Cole. She is Laura Worcester, and on the line with us is the great late Dorothy Martin. I'm not late. <laughs> you, were right. you, were, you were right on time, She's that's right on true. Time. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. Hey, Ron, I didn't ask you, where, what town were you born in? Were you born in Mass? I, I was born in Lowell, Massachusetts. Okay. I'm yeah, I, my wife, mother gave birth uh, right under the statue of uh, which Barney? Excellent. You can't beat that. Wow. And speaking of uh, which, Barney, by the way, we, we did a, a great uh, investigation uh, at Salem at the vault, mm-hmm. which was kind of a cool place. It was a bank, and also uh, it is a church now. And one of, and Leslie, by the way, from uh, the chat room also came in and gave us a hand, which, yay, Leslie! But anyways, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, one of the experience we, experiments we did there was um, psycho, no, psycho, no, maybe psycho, uh, reading things, what's that called? Uh, psychometry. Psychometry. You're <laughs> right, psychometry, which was kind of cool. We had all these uh, safety deposit boxes uh, mm-hmm. from the original bank, and then we had, uh, we had three groups, and each group came in, and they held on to only one box. Each Everybody had their own uh, safety deposit box, and they, they held on them, and we, and we sat there, and... Uh, they picked whatever they picked up. They wrote on a piece of paper and put it inside the the, the box. And we did that with three groups. And at the end of the, the night, we uh, 
you know, did a reading. We took the papers out, and uh, guess what? It was pretty cool. Uh, some of them were really, really interesting because they matched, and some of the the uh, uh, the things that were written were, you know, all three people got very similar to it. Nice. Wow. I like that. I like that. I first time I ever did psychometry actually was in uh, Elizabeth Foley's. Um, uh, a psychic development class I took with her a few years back, and I'd never done it. And she picked me to go outside the room, and somebody else picked it up, and you had to come back in, and then you had to uh, go through different things that person had touched. And it, I was so nervous, I was about ready to faint. But I mean, I was right on. What were you nervous for? Oh, back then I wasn't able to talk in front of people. I mean, I have no problem with it now, thanks to people like you and Laura. Um, <laughs> now, I'm really seriously, honestly, thank you. Um, it just makes people, some people get nervous when they talk in front of people. And even though it was a class, I was like, about ready to faint. My blood pressure was really high. But anyway, it was fascinating. It made me, you know, because she pushed me and she made me realize that I could actually do that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Anybody can do it if they stop thinking mm-hmm. hard. It's oh, it's not hard for me. That, actually, well, you're, yeah, you're Pisces energy. So yeah, you, when's, when, when's your book getting launched, Ron? Because I'm looking at your chart right now. September. Okay, cool beans. See how September looks for you. It looks good. Of course it does. It looks awesome. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Very good. I like that a lot. Looks okay. good in October, too. Oh, excellent. That's, uh, the, the interesting thing, too, uh, about uh, the psychometry is... Um, it, it really, anybody can do it. it. It's it's something if you just because everything has energy. I mean, we all give off energy, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, Laura or you or myself. I mean, we, we're we're giving energy off, and and that's collected in various means and methods, whether it's in the fabric of time and space, or material objects that we touch, mm-hmm. or even people that we touch. Um, so it's it's actually there for us to read if we listen to it. That's true. We just have to turn off our analytical mind for a bit. Right. The, the interesting thing, too, is I, I did get one um, safety deposit box, and, and I, I couldn't pick up anything at all, and I found out that they actually cleaned that one. Oh. So I wonder if by scrubbing it, cleaning it, doing whatever they did to do it, they, uh, um, you know, somehow destroyed the energy that was in there or, or released it or whatever. But anyways, uh, speaking of energy, let's listen to another one of those terrific tapes. You want to play that, Eric? 5.30 a.m. Saturday. Message two. I'm calling again. It's going to call. Having more problems with this ghost. Um, He's around even when I have the lights on. And when I turn the lights off, he seems to like it more. Um, yesterday, um, yesterday he also, uh, tried to light a campfire in my house. Um, luckily I caught him. He's been pretty good with the kids. Doesn't seem to cause any problems. They like him. But, uh, my little girl's kind of attached to him, and she don't want him to go, but I do. I don't know if there's anything you can do. I know you take tours around Gettysburg, but this is a matter in my house. I've called paranormal experts, 
and they don't want to help. Uh, he's staring me down. He's sitting in the chair still. And he's pointing over to the mirror, but I don't know why. Once again, he kind of looks like Robert E. Lee, maybe Ulysses Grant, with the side of uh, General Pickett. Uh, he looks pretty mean right now. So what? now for the second one. Wow. And once again, clearing. those, yeah, clearing. That's <laughs> again, <laughs> he needs a shot or something. Oh, Anyways, uh, those are actual um, messages left on the Ghost of Gettysburg answer machine in, in uh, Gettysburg. Uh, that's Mike Nesbitt's group, uh, Ghost of Gettysburg. They do tours, and he also does paranormal investigating. Uh, so, yeah, and as a whole series of them, we are playing them on Wednesday night, one a night, and uh, it actually gets more and more interesting, if you can believe it. Hmm. Now, if this is a real ghost, obviously it must be an intelligent ghost because you're interacting with the residents of the home, right? Yeah. If this were a real ghost. So, yeah. Yeah. So? Hmm. I don't know what to think of that. I don't think yeah. I could handle something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's whatever. I mean, a, a lot of people would ask me this, okay. Uh, in fact, we've got some criticism from our book because we say, oh, we bless these things with holy water. And they say, well, what if the ghost isn't holy water, you know, isn't Catholic or anything? It's like, you know, you don't get it. it, it it's not their realm, it's our realm. And, it, and it's our intent that matters and not theirs. Right. It's about intention more than what, the, right. what you're using. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people get offended because we do that. But, you know, hey, it works for us, so why should we not do it? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's your story. It's not theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, anyway. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, once again, we are talking with Dorothy uh, Morgan uh, and Nona, and she is an astrologer who does astrology stuff and uh, does readings, if you guys want readings. Uh, she also teaches classes, so you too may become an astrologer. And she also has the astrology discussion group at Circles of Wisdom and also some other places in Manchester. In Manchester, yes. Mm-hmm. We get lots yeah. of great feedback about our classes at Circles of Wisdom, too. Really? Yeah. People so, I mean, what, what is it like taking one of these classes? I mean, what would I get out of it? What would you get out of it? Well, I'm going to explain some of the technical stuff. Like if you were to take the new moon class, because with new moons every month, we can use the power of the new moon to bring into our lives to help us focus and set goals. And you're focusing on the energy of that new moon every month. So you're going to build something. And so I'll explain the technical bit about it. I'll explain how to do it. And then we'll sit down and everybody will start writing stuff out. So when the new moon comes, then you can, you know, we'll scratch stuff on paper just to get some ideas. But when the new moon comes within 48 hours of it, you know, we gotta, we'll do the timing and I'll give everybody the perfect timing that you're going to write down goals and ideas or things you need to release from your life, all of these things. And it's putting your intention out there, just like we just mentioned with, you know, clearing a home. 
you're putting your intention out there as to what you want to bring into your life, and we're using the energy of where the moon is to do that. And it's it's very powerful. I mean, I've been actually working with this um, new moon astrology. I've been working with it for years, but I'm really focusing on doing something every month. It's a ritualistic sort of. You know, you just know you're going to write something down. And so in this class, you will learn what energy where we should be focusing on that month. And it just, you do it for a whole year and it really propels you forward. Your life really, instead of just letting things just happen, it gives you time to sit down, put it on paper. And that's mainly what it is, but we're just using the energy of the new moon. And that's one of the things you'll get out of that class. A way to get going. Mm. Motivation. Yeah, well... Certainly. Yeah, you know, that's a key thing is, is people do need motivation. I mean, I, so, so many people I know would like to write a book, for instance, but it, it, it does require motivation. I mean, even myself, uh, uh, I've been writing a book for the longest time, but until I met Maureen and we actually sit down, we, we motivated each other and we were able to do it. Yeah, it, it, takes, it takes work. It does take work, and I think if you were to do something as, you know, minimal as a new moon ritual to, to put down on paper what you want to easily bring into your life. And even though it's not a full moon, at the full moons we do release things, but still, at the new moon you can release something so it can bring something else in. Okay. You know, for example, you know, with, um, you know, uh, if we had a Virgo new moon, again, we'd be focusing on our exercise. So, you know, I really want to easily get back into a routine of exercising three times a week. But you put it on paper, and it's just like the New Year's resolutions. You're actually putting it down, and you're kind of holding yourself accountable. And if you come to class every month, and they're inexpensive. It's only like $20. And, you know, if you come to class every month, you know, in a way, you're going to be held a little, not really accountable, but you're just going to say, well, how did it work for you, and how did it work for you? And then you, it's just motivation. It's mm-hmm. a good way to motivate because we can be as spiritual as we want, and people can say, well, you need to be more grounded, or you need to, you know, really practice meditation more, but how do you do it? And that's the practical side of, of me where I, where I will give you practical things to actually physically do because we're still physical beings that have to, we have to do these things for ourselves. We have to set ourselves routine. I don't know. That's, you know, so it's practical information. I guess. <laughs> you so I, I've got a question for Anona because, um, I mean, I know, just a tiny bit about astrology, and I just hear bits and pieces, and I try, I'm trying to figure it all out. Um, but uh, someone told me once that um, every aspect in your chart has a positive and a negative like, um, manifestation, basically. Like yeah. everything, you, can go, you have certain energies in your chart, and you can either go one way or the other with it. Absolutely. How, can you give examples of that, and how does that work? And, yes, and, absolutely. I mean, an easy aspect, something that we consider positive would be considered um, is an aspect called a trine, 120 degrees between two planets. Mm-hmm. This is an easy aspect. Energy flows very easily. It's like a gift. But if we have too many of those in our birth chart, we get lazy. We expect everything to come to us. Oh. So that's the person doesn't work hard enough. And then if we have a difficult aspect, and I see many people who are in this business, you know, in the spiritual business of any realm, have incredibly difficult birth charts because they have a lot of work to do and they're going to accelerate their, their spirit, their 
you know, to get where they need to go. So they have to work through tons of medical issues or, or emotional issues, whatever they are. Life is very difficult until they work through these hard things, and then life is easier mm-hmm. because you work through it. So did, that, did I answer the question? <laughs> I think so. I think so because it, it's um, – someone told me, like, okay, for example, like something – they might have – um, a certain aspect in their chart, and they and they said, "Well, I could take this energy this way or that way." And I, you know, in my lifetime, I chose to take it this way. They might not, you know, have known it. Um, they might not have known that until they saw their chart and they looked back and said, "They okay, I took that road instead of that road." Do you know? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. Is it positive and negative to every aspect? There is because also with astrology, I mean, nothing's set in stone because because mm-hmm. you know, we all have the power of choice and right. free will. You know, God gave that to everybody, so we mm-hmm. have free will. So it's kind of built into the astrology, but the energy is there. It just depends what we do with it. It's how we choose to use it, yes. Mm-hmm. So we can choose an easy aspect like we have right now, you know, the Jupiter mm-hmm. in Pisces. We can choose this aspect to advance our spirituality, or we could go so far with it that, you know, we um, stop taking a shower, we stop cooking, <laughs> we stop cleaning our house. It was, you know, I'm serious. People can, you know, there are always two extremes. Yes. Depending, and that's what my job is, is to mm-hmm. look at both of, you know, to look at certain aspects that are happening, mm-hmm. either in a natal chart or by transit, you know, what's going on today. Mm-hmm. For you. And I can say, you can go this route or this route. Mm-hmm. This is the difficult stuff that's happening. I know it's difficult, but if you choose to X, Y, Z, then that is going to, ease this pressure, ease this energy, mm-hmm. so now you'll have a smoother road to take. Like going from a dirt road to a tar road, on, but it's the same road. Right. You'll be able to make it easier. And that's where my job comes in. I have to decipher all of that. That's what's great about um, consulting an astrologer because they can pinpoint those, those times through the year where certain things might be easier for you or the energy might be working in your favor. So you can plan these things out and, and, um, and work with your chart. And I think Exactly. I wish you understood that more. <laughs> it does. It works. it works well because if you're trying to do something, mm-hmm. like, for example, you know, market yourself and publish a book, you're mm-hmm. not going to be very successful with that when the sun is in the 12th house in mm-hmm. your chart. And it's different for everybody every year, mm-hmm. but when the sun's in the 12th house, it's the time that you go within and you work within and you figure out what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. It's not a time that you're going to be saying, hey, everybody look at me because they're not going to see you. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, all the timing comes in as well. So, yes, um, there definitely is always two different ways to use every aspect in a chart. Mm-hmm. It makes us grow. Interesting. Now, can you see past lives in, char- in people's charts? Yes, I can. If you had them. Oh, stop it. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> the past life energies, or I mentioned it earlier, is Chiron in somebody's chart. It's the north and south nodes. And lots of times we look at the 12th house as well. We see what's hidden, and the hidden energy tends to be um, the past life energy. Mm-hmm. It's just internal. And so you can see how those planets and those positions in a natal chart are, be, are affected by other, other things and um, by other planets. And, yeah, it's, it's rather intricate. You can, you can do, uh, I can do, you know, a full reading just on past lives. Which is fine, but, I mean, if you're living in this life, I mean, it's good to have some information that you're, um, you have this tendency because you, you know this energy from previous lives, 
Yeah. But if you're living now, it's like, good, I have that. I have some people say, I could care less what happened in the past life because I'm living now. Right, What's right. going on now? Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's not too often that I do like a total past life hmm. reading. But if there's some things that continually come up in a past life and it is, continues through this lifetime, sometimes it's good to, to know what that is so you can break that pattern so you don't carry it into the next lifetime. It's, exactly. Mm-hmm. He wants learning to be assertive in this lifetime and self-empowered. What? <laughs> I'm being what? Well, you're learning to become assertive in this lifetime. If I was any more assertive, <laughs> we'd be in all, we'd be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> exactly. Speak, speaking about assertive, why don't we play that last uh, clip there from the uh, ghost thing? Eric, you want to run that? Three a.m. Saturday. Message three. <laughs> uh, I'm just. Well, my son's call, he called here uh, not too long ago. He's been calling the last three weeks. Uh, I live with him, and uh, I can vouch for his uh, seeing of his ghost. Uh, it's, he walks around in his kitchen. He walks around the bathroom. He walks everywhere. He's outside and he's inside. The kids really do like him. Um, I sleep in the guest room, and he seems to visit me very often. And I don't know why. But if you would please take my son's call seriously, I would much appreciate it. Uh, the ghost seems to be very mobile. He's sometimes too mobile. He tries climbing things he shouldn't climb. He jumped on top of my office desk, knocked down all the pencils and pens I had in a little container. There was ink all over the floor and on my pillow. How does he put up with Please that? take my son's word for granted. There really is a ghost in his house that is really freaking us out. I don't know what you guys can do about it. I don't know if you have one of those toasters like they do on Ghostbusters. We gotta get rid of this guy. He's ruining our lives. Liked him though. I don't understand why. He's... What? He said the kids actually like him. Yeah, the kids like him. <laughs> hmm. It sounds like they like him. Yeah. yeah. The grown up. It sounds like the grown ups that are fearful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyways, I think alcohol was involved, but that's just me. But no, it, it's pretty amazing because this guy made uh, quite a few phone calls, and and you'll have to tune in Wednesday if you want to hear the next one where it gets even more interesting. Hmm. Mm. Laura has uh, actually witnessed uh, this. Uh, you've heard this, correct, Mara? Which one? The I've heard some of it. Yeah, you have, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. So I mean, it's the real deal. So, but I, I find it so fascinating. It's like watching an accident. You know what I mean? You just can't turn away. <laughs> Like, oh. oh dear. So, Ron, anyway. what's it going to take for you to start to believe in past lives? Uh, proof. Proof. Okay. 
Uh, you need like so an aggression I, or something. <laughs> why? How would I that improve me? I'm under when you do a regression. Mm, true. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I, 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 whatever. <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. That's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, if. Why is it such a? I mean, it's such a romantic notion. I think that's what really drives the the theory behind it. You think? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think so too. And I think like people trying to find their soulmates. I mean, we have a lot of soulmates in our lives, and and the thing that Hollywood has made it so important is that you know it's going to be the best relationship in the world. But if you have a soulmate relationship with somebody, those can be rather troublesome and they can be rather volatile and, and mm-hmm. come and go in a matter of a few months or a few years. That's right. You have something to learn from each other and yeah. then you're done. So yeah, it's just you know, Hollywood's romanticized a lot of things because they don't understand it. Absolutely. I, I believe like there's more soulmates than just romantic soulmates. I think there's people who like, they're like your, they could be your enemies and they're teaching you something. So Absolutely. I think we have Many, many different kinds of soulmates that yep. they're here yeah. to, to learn from them and vice versa. So, Do you know you could have animal soulmates? I think, I think that sounds true. Mm-hmm. You, you both agree with that? I think uh, so. Yeah, why not? How do you just know when you're, when you're looking at all them cute puppies or kitties that that one's yours? Yeah. <sighs> There's some kind of soul connection there, I think. I, I, I think so, too. It, it's really interesting, though, uh, because reincarnation is such a, a you know, a, a romantic uh, a theory, and, and so many people want to believe in it. They really do want to believe in it. Um, I have a friend, in fact, she's going to be on the show on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and she wrote The Psychic Life of Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, she wrote a, paper, a book on the myth of reincarnation. But she cannot get it published because the spiritual community does not want it published. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, maybe she could publish a few. She could, she, if she could finance it, she could publish a few herself. I'd, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to read that. I mean, I think there's different types of people who believe in in past lives. I mean, I think there's people who kind of think of it as an escapist type of thing. You know. They do. But I also believe that there's some people who it, they they might have flashes, like myself, who might have flashes of a past life, and it is nothing. No, it doesn't seem to have anything to do with that type of thing. And um, it's and I've actually uh, been validated by other people. So I, I don't I don't totally get what you said. There at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just something thing people... validation of a thing. Da, yeah. da, da. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Let me let me be a little more clearer on that. Rephrase that. Okay. All right. Well, there, I think there's some people who who um, it's almost like an escapist thing for them, like, oh, uh, Cleopatra, and it's like they're such a dress like her and things like that. I think that's the far extreme of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think there's some people who may have some sense of what they might, ha- what might have happened to them in a past life and maybe even had flashes of it, and they may have someone in this life validate that for them because that happened to me. That how can you say is validated? How can you possibly... Say that 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 was validated. Yeah, I guess it's just all on a belief belief level. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, I just, I mean, I had I had a uh, when I was getting some energy work done one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was simply getting energy work, and that was it. And I had some flashes of of almost like a movie running through my head of right. of myself being dragged out of bed in the middle of the night and killed. 
and that mm-hmm. didn't happen in my lifetime. <laughs> That's and a good I, thing. Yeah, so I felt all these emotions and everything, and and I mentioned, I'm like, I don't understand what this is, but maybe you could fill me in. And they said, well, what do you, why do you think this happened to you? And I said, because I knew too much, and I said too much, or something like that, right? Uh-huh. So anyway, so then I had someone do a reading for me who didn't know anything about that part, and I uh, just happened to say um, that, uh, that there was issues in my lifetime based on that, so it kind of makes sense to me. Right. The, the thing is, though, you've got to understand, okay, mm-hmm. if someone does a reading on you, yeah. uh, are they really reading you? In other words, are they just gathering your thoughts? They could. They could. But if I wasn't thinking about it at that time... It's, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I mean, it's like a computer. Uh, uh, for instance, a computer has lots of information on it. Just because you're not looking at the time doesn't mean that information is not there. Oh, great! I, I see what you I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much that we don't know, and so many people take everything they're told for God's honest truth. Pardon the expression. Well, I, I wouldn't say I did that. I um, it, I I believe I'm a kind of a skeptic about it, but I don't uh, actually just take everything at face value. I say, okay, give me some more information. I want to know more about it before I say, oh, for sure. I mean, it's, it's just an experience of mine, so I don't know. Right. I mean, it's a good thing, and it's definitely something you say, wow, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, you should always, always have that skepticism. It's really important in life. It, it really is. It, 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 same with the church. I mean, the church tells you something. You, you still should have that skepticism. Yes, right. you, you might believe in, a, in God. And, for instance, in, in, mm-hmm. I always go to my Catholic religion. I apologize for this, but that's because I know it so. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the Catholic Church tells me something. I mean, I believe in God and, and the things, but the Catholic Church is telling me something. But you got to remember the Church is, is man. It's not God. Right, right, so exactly. So not necessarily what they're telling me is, is um, the, the real truth. It's, it's what they are telling me, what, what man is telling me. And, and, it, and that can be very well seen how it changes through the years. I mean, when they have different... Uh, changes in, in, for instance, uh, the, you know, uh, when we were bring, being uh, raised, we were always told only Catholics are going to heaven. Well, that that's long gone. I mean, they, they no longer believe in that. So if I was just accepted that thing that they had told me, that only Catholics, then, mm-hmm. you know, um, it would have been wrong, right, according to this church now. Mm-hmm. Same church, but different people, different things. So it's it's the most important thing is your heart. That's the big question. We have to right. decide what's our truth because as we get raised, our parents tell us things, and we mm-hmm. and we believe it because we're children. Of course, we believe it. We trust them. But now, you know, when once we become uh, thinking adults, it's like you have to ask yourself that question: Is what I'm doing and what I believe my truth, or is it what somebody else told me to believe and I believed it? Right, you have oh. to, yeah, you have to have your own, you have to think about it. You just can't accept everything as, as gospel, so. Yep, yeah. so whatever works for you, as Leslie just said. <laughs> your own truth. <laughs> yeah, right, that's right. Your own truth. Well, anyways, that's the music, so it's time to wrap up. We want to thank uh, Dorothy so much for uh, joining us in this lighthearted discussion. Thank you. <laughs> and also, uh, Laura, Laura Wister, who has her own show on uh, Monday nights on... Monday uh, morning. Whatever. On... <laughs> All right. Time to say good night. God bless everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Thank you.
From goalies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, and things that go bump. 